We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithane.org.au. Welcome to church today. Hey, I can see some faces. You're allowed to have your mask off while you're sitting down. Awesomeness. Hey, you're better looking than what I thought you were. Wow. It's, isn't it good? Isn't it good to be able to breathe deeply? That's very, very different. Hey, our series, we're going to do a new series just for the next few weeks looking at different. Different as in just hearing God's heart differently on a number of topics. And I trust that God wants to speak to your heart today. And, and it is a little bit different the way we're going to look at things. But just let the Spirit of God speak what He wants to speak. Let me pray. I invite you today, Holy Spirit, to have your way. We may hear some things differently from what we've heard before, but most of all, Lord, we want you to speak to us. Amen. I want to talk about happiness. What is it? What is happiness? If in life we are really working hard to be happy, if I asked you a question today, are you happy? Who would say yes? <laughs> Maybe if I asked you the question, are you not happy? I'm sure a number of you would put up your hand and say, no, I'm not happy at the moment. So questions like what makes you happy? Can happiness be sustained? Why are there seasons of happiness and why are there seasons of sadness? Should we aim for a life of complete happiness? What is happiness to God? Now, with all my heart, I'd love to say this morning to you, above all else, God just wants you happy. Above all else, God wants you just to have a great time in life and absolutely enjoy it. Above all else, God only wants good things to happen in your life. And God never wants anything bad to happen in your life but I want to tell you we're not in heaven yet. So in life, there are challenges and there are, are things that happen. Psalm 97 verse 12 says, May all who are godly be happy in the Lord and crown Him our holy God. Now, <laughs> there's a great big cultural mistake that is made. And I think sometimes we portray it as we talk to other people. We say, come to Jesus. When you come to Jesus, everything will go well, everything will go better and you'll be happy. And there's a problem because people come to Jesus and at times their happiness doesn't change and they wonder what has gone wrong. They think God's role in life is to make me happy, to keep me happy. And when He doesn't do that, they think they failed. You know, there's a theology of happiness that, that gets developed. You believe that if God wants me happy, above all else, then whatever makes me happy must be right and whatever makes me unhappy must be wrong. So if we aim just for happiness, our theology starts to bend to a point where we think of everything that makes me happy is of God, everything that doesn't make me happy is of the enemy. And I'm sure each of us at some times in our life We've probably thought that. We have it black and white and we start to think that because it doesn't turn out, it must be of the devil. We also start to believe that discomfort 
delay, risk, suffering, inconvenience and obstacles can pos- can't possibly be God's will because God wants to just make me happy. Without knowing it, I can begin to worship the false gods of comfort, money, pleasure and things. If I believe above all else, God wants me happy. Well, when I'm not happy, I've got someone to blame and I blame Him. The problem is when we think that way, and from time to time, I catch myself thinking, because I'm not happy, Lord, what am I doing wrong? And when I think those things, I've got to realise I'm slipping onto a slippery dip that says, God is there to serve me. Every one of my needs and every one of my wants. But I want to tell you as I read the Word of God that we exist to serve God. He doesn't exist just to serve us. And just watch, watch it when we start to look when anything goes wrong that we start to think is out of the plan of God. We've got to realise that we aren't here just for God to, to make us happy, but we're here to serve God. He's not a great big cosmic Coke machine that if I put the right amount of money in the Coke machine, I'll get the Coke out. Or he's not a butler. If I pull the, the bell or ring the bell, he'll come and give me what I want. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that God is this person that gives us everything that we want to make us happy. But sometimes I think with a society we live in and what's being said in society is the most important person in the world is who? You. You're the most important person. So everything rotates around us and somehow that slips into our theology and we get it a bit warped and therefore we get cranky or angry at God when He doesn't make things turn out perfectly the way that we believe and think that He can do it. Of course God can make things work out perfectly, but that's heaven. So when things don't work out perfectly on this planet, don't get angry at God. Remember, we're living in a fallen world. So if I can say, God, I said my prayers. God, I went to church. I tried to do some good things. I tried not to be bad, God. I gave some money in the offering. I helped the old lady cross the street. I dodged my neighbour's cap and didn't run over it this morning. I've done all those good things, God. Therefore, my headaches should go away. God, my children should be perfect today. I should get that job. I should get the dream house. As a matter of fact, because I've been so good this week, God, I'm going to get a raise. (laughs) You've got to be kidding. But somehow that slips in. That slips in a bit inadvertently into our theology. And many people end up walking away from God with for totally the wrong reasons, because they had the wrong belief. They thought that God would bless them and that God was there to serve them. And when He doesn't do that, they get angry and say, well, God has let me down. God has not let anybody down. They just didn't understand it. They say, I tried religion, it didn't work. I tried church, didn't work. I'm sure you've heard that from many different people. God's not just there to make us happy. Just before, when we're doing our greeting, Kite and my grandson Carmen saw me. And the first thing he said to me is, Granddad, can I have an ice block after the service, please? Because after the service, we have got some super dupers in the, um, in the kitchen and he always likes one of those. 
Now, that will make him happy. When I get that to him, that will make him happy. As a matter of fact, last week I made probably about 20 or 30 kids happy. <laughs> made them very happy because they all got an ice block and that was amazing, that was wonderful and they were very, very happy. But then when they asked for a second one and I said no, they were sad. How wrong of me to allow a child to be sad. I should have kept them happy, so I should have given them another ice block. And I should have got them happy and given them the third one. And when they went home with you, sugar full, you would have been happy with the pastor for making their kids happy. It doesn't work that way. And the same with God. It doesn't work that, that way. God doesn't just work to make you happy because you'll be just like the kids today. If I just keep making them happy, look out when they get home because they're going to be hanging off the roof. God wants us to pursue Him. To pursue Him. To pursue Him for who He is, not just because if I pursue Him, I may be happy and I may always get what I want. Now, two specific reasons that God does not want us just to focus on happiness. The first one is God doesn't want you happy when it causes you to do something wrong or something unwise. God doesn't want you to be happy in doing wrong stuff or being happy in sin. Sin may be fun for a little while, but man, be sure your sin will find you out. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 says, just as he who called you is happy, so be happy in all you do. It's not what it says. You see, he who calls you is holy. Be holy in all you do. And at times, it's not just a focus on happiness, it's a focus on serving Him. Like in my life, I've married so many people, one particular person, but I've officiated at lots and lots of other ones. And um, in the, the, the pre-marriage stuff as we, we work through, I always say to people, marriage is a covenant. It's a commitment to one another. It's not just about, am I happy in this marriage? It's about a commitment, a covenant that I'm committed to my partner in the good times and the bad times, in the hard seasons and the easy seasons. And those who've been married for a long while and have raised kids, there's been some difficult seasons, there's been some amazing seasons, but it's not about whether I'm happy in this relationship, it's about a covenant that I'm committed to this relationship. I'm not just looking for my happiness, I'm looking for a commitment because I honour God in that commitment. You know, so often we just want to be happy and we focus on just being happy, we're going to miss God's plan and God's purpose for our life. For an example, I love cake and chocolate. I'm happy when I'm eating cake and chocolate. So I can go home lunchtime. I'm not going to have lunch. I'm going to have cake and chocolate. As a matter of fact, tonight I'm going to have cake and chocolate for breakfast tomorrow. I'm going to have cake and chocolate because it makes me happy. Is that a good thing? You know, sometimes we say the same to God. God, I want your blessing. God, I want you to do this in my life. I want a seamless life. I want a perfect life. God, I don't want any struggles. I don't want any trials because I want to be happy. And when we do that, we're just eating cake. We're just eating chocolate the whole time. And we don't realise it. We put it in another framework because God can do anything and God can give us anything and God can make anything happen and we just want Him to do that for us because we want it to be happy. Our life is not all about happiness. 
You hate your job. I want to be happy in my job, so resign. Can't get another job then. God's fault, God's fault. And we blame God when it had nothing to do with God. God might have been saying, just push through right where you are. So God doesn't want us, doesn't want us happy when it causes something to go wrong or something that's unwise. And the second point is God doesn't want us to be happy when it's only based on the things of this world. There's so many things out there. If you just watch TV one night, if you, you, you buy this product, if you do this, you get one of these workout things, you're going to be happy. Next night, there's three different things advertised. So let's try three different things. This world is all about looking for the stuff to make me happy. That's a, sec- a secular world. Here is the formula that culture tells us will make us happy. The first one is better possessions. Newer, faster, shinier, bigger, whatever, better possessions. Peaceful circumstances, the absence of all conflict in your life. That's what um, the formula, the culture of this world is saying. Thrilling experiences, the perfect vacation, the fun experience. Everyone else puts it on Facebook, so let's put the fun things on Facebook. Why don't we put some of the bad things on Facebook sometimes to let them know that my life is real rather than sometimes we just see everyone's beautiful real where it is absolutely perfect the right relationship will be perfect the perfect appearance and we think all that equals happiness the problem is all these things are based on happenings it's just the happenings each day what happens will determine whether I'm happy or not If things go well for me, I'm going to be happy. If they don't go well for me, I'm not going to be happy. And I won't be happy about that. That's what the world says. The world says just push through whatever makes you happy. Just do it. And that's the most important thing. But the Bible says in 1 John 2, it says, do not love the world or anything of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. But whoever does the will of the Father will live forever. Above all else, God's high calling, God's high calling for you and for me is to live forever with Him. God does not want us to be happy as much as God wants us to be blessed. And there's a whole different thing going to unfold. Happiness is the happenings of the day and what turns out and what works out. And I'm going to be happy if it works out my way. But when we talk about God wanting us to have a blessed life, there's a whole different thing. A blessed life is based on the goodness of His presence. That I am blessed because God is with me. I am blessed. Blessing means more than happy that I am blessed because I got an incredible God who walks with me, that I don't have to depend on the happenings of today or the good stuff of today or the things I've got or the things that works out for me to be happy. As I walk with God today, I am blessed because He has given me so much. The problem is if you tell God, problem is if I tell you, God wants you blessed. Most people think more money, more health and so on. But when we talk about blessed, it means that you are content even if it means a bad day. Being blessed doesn't mean your kids aren't going to fight. 
Being blessed doesn't mean the senior pastor is going to not feed them sugar today and send them home with you. Being blessed does not mean that your car won't break down. But being blessed means you will experience the goodness of God in the middle of some of the difficulties in your life. Your happiness and the blessing is not based on a perfect pain-free life, but is is, is focused on the promises that in this world you're going to have trouble, but in that trouble, God is with you. The problem is we're looking for a pain-free, perfect life and we won't get it, but we will have a blessed life as we realise that God is there with us. Just because we're blessed doesn't mean we're not going to have trials. Just because we're blessed or a Christian doesn't mean at times we're going to feel weak. Just because we're blessed and we're a Christian doesn't mean at times we're not going to have storms or we're going to go through valleys. But when we are a Christian and we trust God, the supernatural peace of God that passes all understanding is in our hearts. His peace guards our heart no matter what the circumstances. So when I say I'm blessed, whatever happens this week, good or bad, I'm going to be consistent to know God is with me. God has got a plan and a purpose. And no matter what, He is going to see me through. You can be in the middle of an absolute trial. And you never chose to be there. You never chose to be in that trial. But you find yourself stuck in that trial for no reason of your own. But in the midst of that, you can have peace. In the midst of that, you can have joy. James talks about, it says, count it all joy, brethren, when you face various trials. You've been through enough trials that you recognise, I'll never choose another trial. Do you know what I mean? You've been through some stuff and you look past in your life and said, I never want to go that way again. But in that trial, God is conforming you to the image of His Son. As I was preparing this, I remembered back in 1993 was one of the, probably the hardest seasons of my life. We just moved to a, another town and we're starting to plant a church and it's very difficult, really, really difficult. And I don't always journal, but I remember back at that time, the difficult times I journaled. So I went back to my journal and I thought, I wonder what you said to me, God, in that time, even though I do remember some of it, but let me read you some of the stuff that he said in the midst of the trial when I was asking him, God, I just want to be happy. <laughs> he said, so do not lose heart for this slight momentary affliction is preparing for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Then later he said, children make sandcastles to be destroyed by the tide. They applaud as it is eaten up by the ocean. We need to learn from them that in the tides of life, build sandcastles, not stone castles. When the sun sets and the tide takes on the sandcastles of your life, applaud. Salute the process of life. Take the Father's hand and go home. He's just focused it back on Him. It's about Him. Betrayed. As long as you hate your enemy, a jail door is closed and a, prison is take, a prisoner is taken. But when you try to understand and release your foe from your hatred, the prisoner is released and that prisoner is you. That is so powerful. And I remember, I remember writing that, just how powerful it was that I, I had to learn to get out of prison. 
absolutely get out of prison. In times of testing, if you are joined to him who will be able to say, I am with my risen Lord above all this. I refuse to go under this for I stand with him in the place of victory. I believe in the God who raises the dead. And that gives us hope. It may not give us happiness, but it gives us absolutely hope, peace and joy in the midst of the storm. An illustration Max Licardo, he said, if you took a fish out of the water and put it on the beach, would the fish be happy? Let me ask you that. If I took a fish and put it out on the beach, would the fish be happy, yes or no? You sure? Yes or no? No, of course. The fish wouldn't be happy. It doesn't like the beach. Just say when it's there on the beach, I tried to compensate for it being on the beach. And just say I gave it some cash. What about if I had $1,000 and I gave that fish $1,000 on the beach? Would it be happy? Of course not. What if that fish was fluttering around on the beach and I put it on a lounge chair? Would it be happy? Is the fish happy? Of course it's not happy because it wasn't created to be on the sand. It was created to be in the water. If you have everything this world has to offer, you will be ultimately unhappy if you're not where God wants you to be. You see, we are created for eternity. We are created to glorify God and to love Him forever. And the greatest thing we can do if we're worried about our own happiness is start to lower our expectation of this world because we aren't built for this world. We are built for eternity and it's coming soon. And as we see this world falling apart, which it is, it is in so many levels, in so many different ways, we are built for eternity. It's a sandcastle. This world is a sandcastle and the tides of life are coming in and it's gonna be washed away. But in its place, we're going home. We're going home. And that's where God wants us to go. And I want to encourage you, be happy. Start to get your eyes on going home. Start to get your eyes on the one that we're going home to because He's the one that's going to see us through. We are so blessed because whatever happens in this world, whatever falls apart in this world, we have an amazing God who has blessed us with so much. You are blessed and God is looking forward to that day that He takes you home. Don't keep looking for happiness on the beach when you're meant to be in the water. Just realise you're blessed and our total fulfilment will come shortly when we get back to where God created us to be. Can we stand together? Let's pray. Father God, we ask today that You'd fill us afresh with Your Holy Spirit. That God, you do some healing where we've just focused on wanting happiness rather than wanting to be blessed. And that God, there'd be an absolute transformation as we trust you in the midst of this present trial. That God, we would see that you're the God of more than enough. And Lord God, that all that we do as we walk with you, we see your goodness, 
Your goodness just keeps flooding over and over and over us. And God, everywhere we look, we see Your hand of mercy and blessing. And in the tough times and in the times that even when we're unhappy, that we would see the presence and the incredible work of the Spirit of God. Lord, help us start to focus where we need to be for the sake of the Kingdom. In Jesus' Name, Amen.